0: What the hell is the name of this thing? Is Wayne's World? The award winning Evan Grant. I can't even count anymore I'm on my fingers and toes. Kevin Sherrington. Kevin Sherrington, clown number one. Barry Horn. He
1: was- tried to get me in mid shoe
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome into another edition of our Sports Day DFW podcast, Ballsy.
1: And we have the most ballsy guy I know uh, on the line with us.
0: <laughs> well, hold on, Let's say who we are first. Oh, yeah, that's great. I, I'm Kevin Sherrington. I'm Barry Horn. Evan Grant is not with us. And we have on the line. We have Rick Goose Goslin, columnist with the Dallas Morning News and NFL Hall of Famer, savant Goose. How are you? I'm doing great.
2: Going to another combine this week. That's number twenty-five. Can't wait.
0: Twenty-five. Twenty-five, and and that's all. You know, there is only. It's only been going on since 1982. So that's uh, of the 35 you've been to all, to, all but 10 of them, I guess. Does that sound right?
2: Yep. I've been, uh, the combine started out in New Orleans, and I've been uh, to the Indianapolis segment. You know, back in, in 92 when they made me the NFL writer, Dave Smith told me, you've got to cover the draft. And I said, well, if I'm going to cover the draft, I better know what I t- I'm talking about. So I figured I'd better get the combine, see all these players, talk to all these
0: coaches. And you do do that. I know you've got file cabinets all across uh, your office full of notebooks that are full of information from scouts and coaches and I'm sure everybody else and the notes that you've taken from all those interviews you've done over the years.
2: Yeah, and they've come in handy. When when the Cowboys signed Greg Hardy, I dug back into my my draft notes and wrote a story about that. And of course, last week I wrote a story about uh, Tony Romo. I dug out the notes from the 2003 Combine from the interviews.
1: Tell us, and, about, uh, tell us about that. You actually talked to Tony Romo at the Combine and t- tell us tell us what that was like.
2: Yeah, there were, there were two of us. Myself and Michael Harris from Detroit, Detroit News. Uh, back then, I was asking the NFL to bring in all the players. I wanted to talk to everybody. I would research all 300 players of the Combine and try to talk to everyone. So I asked for Romo and uh, he wasn't in much demand, people wanted to talk to Carson Palmer and Rex Grossman and Kyle Bowler in that draft. Tony Romo wasn't even on the map, so there was two of us myself, and Michael Herr. And I asked him, you know, just three questions, you know, about winning the the Peyton Award and if he felt out of place coming to the combine with all these bigger school kids and, and where he thought he projected. And uh, he showed me some swagger then. And then, uh, of course, he goes undrafted. Cowboys sign him, and now he's the all-time leading passer in franchise history.
1: I believe I, in your column you said you thought he would have been was a sixth-round value, is that right?
2: Yeah, yeah. I am his 11th quarterback on my board. I am in the sixth round. The guy behind him was Ken Dorsey of Miami, Florida, and he went in the seventh round. So on my board, they skipped over Romo to take a a lesser player. Good thing for the
1: Cowboys that happened, didn't
2: it? Yeah, very fortunate. I also also had Tom Brady in the sixth round.
0: There you go. Well, you hit that one right on the nose. Way to go. Uh, Cowboys
2: Cowboys look for quarterback in the sixth round this year.
0: Yeah, right. How did he get invited to the Combine uh, coming from Eastern Illinois? How does, he, how does he get there? Yeah, how did he get invited to the Combine? Because, you know, that's, that's a pretty select uh, company.
2: Well, first off, he won the Peyton Award. He was the best player in Division I AA that year. Second off, they asked a couple quarterbacks to come to throw. He wasn't even part of the, of the major Combine. He wasn't one of the feature performers. They needed him because a lot of the top quarterbacks don't throw, and they needed some arms. So it's usually a friend of a friend that gets invited. I'm not exactly sure how, if Tony had that friend or if he, he got the invite because he was a Peyton Award winner. But uh, he basically threw the wide receivers. They were watching the wide receivers when Tony Romo was passing, not necessarily Romo himself.
1: So he was a prop.
2: He was a prop, exactly.
0: Yeah. Now, Goose, uh, because we, we you brought this up about the fact that obviously we we all know that Tony Romo was a free agent. We all know that uh, that Tom Brady was a sixth round draft pick. Uh, and, and, and I wrote a column for today talking about, you know, what the Cowboys should be looking for and what they should try and to do. And a good do. column
2: it was, Kevin.
0: Well, thank you so much, Goose. But I am just bringing that up because, oh because I have advocated for them taking a quarterback with that fourth pick, but only if they believe in that quarterback. If they don't really believe in him, well, then don't don't use that pick on him. And I But I think the, the, the point I want to make is that I think you have noted this in the past. Even though Tom Brady was a sixth-round pick and Tony Romo was a free agent, those kind of things are few and far between these days, finding a quarterback of that stature in, in, in that kind of positions.
2: There are no slam dunks. You know, A lot of people saying, oh, the Cowboys shouldn't take a quarterback in the top five because they may miss on a quarterback. That sets the franchise back. Well, Jason Smith was an offensive tackle. He was the second overall pick of a draft out of Baylor. He was a bust. Trent Richardson was a running back, third overall pick of his draft. He was a bust. Uh, Gaines Adams, pass rusher, fourth overall pick of his draft, he was a bust. Justin Blackman, fifth overall pick of his draft, wide receiver, he was a bust. It's all position. There are no guarantees. It's a matter of finding somebody you like and then investing the time to develop him like they did Brady Romo.
0: So with that in mind, uh, what is your advice to the Cowboys here? Yeah, Jerry that, will call you. We know Jerry Jones Jerry will call he, you. You will talk to Jerry at some point. What, is, what will be your advice to Jerry Jones on what to do with that fourth pick?
2: I would take a quarterback. This is where you find the great quarterbacks, top five. In the conference title games this last year, three of the quarterbacks were first overall picks of drafts. This is where the blue chippers are. And the overwhelming number of quarterbacks that appear in Super Bowls are first-round guys. You don't get to pick in the top five very often. If one of these guys is perceived as a franchise quarterback, whether it's Carson Wentz, uh, Jared Goff, Paxton Lynch, you take them and you set yourself up. You give yourself an heir apparent to Romo. This was a problem when Aikman left because of concussions. They had no plan of succession, and for five years they spun their wheels until they stumbled into Romo. You have a chance now to fix that, to go from Romo to the next guy, much as the Packers did when they took Aaron Rodgers. Brett Favre was in his prime, and Aaron Rodgers sat for three years waiting for Favre to leave. When Favre left, great quarterback continued, and Super Bowl contention continued.
1: But but Aaron, Aaron Rodgers fell to the Packers, correct?
2: Twenty thirty, yeah. Yeah, so I yeah, Item item seven on my board. A lot of people missed
0: him. So, uh, because of uh, I don't know how much research you've been able to do up to this point. You got a you got another job writing a column at the Dallas Morning News. You're not just covering the NFL. So uh, I don't know how much you've done going into this week. Have you been able to talk to people and and do the kind of due diligence you usually do on this uh, as of yet to know whether one of those quarterbacks is really a franchise quarterback?
2: Yeah, I've looked at uh, at a dozen quarterbacks and talked to a few people. You don't know. You don't know if Peyton Manning was going to be a franchise quarterback. You thought Ryan Leaf was going to be a franchise quarterback. You don't know until you draft him. Mm -hmm. You like the productivity. You like the measurables on some of these guys. People love the size of Wentz. They love the productivity at a high level of a Jared Goff. But you really don't know until you take him. You know, Ben Roethlisberger would have been perceived as a reach in the top five. He went at eleven and he, he's gone to three Super Bowls. I mean, again, you don't know until you draft these guys who is the franchise quarterback and who isn't. How,
1: how important is the combine uh, this week in, in the team getting to know? Uh, There's certainly more than just the, uh, the skills that the players will, will show on the field. There's a lot of conversation going on, correct, between teams and players.
2: How important yeah, is that? What, what goes on in the field is almost inconsequential. Virtually every team has his board stacked. They've got the board lined up who they believe the, the best players are the first round, second round, third, before they ever get to Indianapolis. You know, they don't need to see a kid throw at Indy. They're going to see him throw at his combine. That's not that big a deal. The two most important things in the combine uh, are the medical information. If a kid's had any injury throughout his career, going back to high school, they'll check it. They have doctors there, uh, and, and they will know, you know how physically healthy a guy he is. And the other one is the, is the interviews. Clubs, clubs get like 40 players to interview 15 minute windows to talk to him. You can explore the kid's character, uh, find out how competitive he is. You know, if you got some skeletons in your closet, they won't ask the questions unless they already know the answers. So the last thing you want to do is lie. And I've had, I've heard stories of players have lied about things in their background, and they come right off draft boards.
1: So t- t- tell tell us your favorite story uh, in that. Do you, do you have a favorite sto- lying story, <laughs> favorite lying story? Any, just tell us your favorite story from the
2: combine, Goose. Well. First, in 1993, uh, Jerome Bettis is projected as a top pick, and we talked to him the first day he came in. And every day, every morning, he'd come down and say, "You guys need anybody?" And we weren't getting any help. There were only eight of us there at the combine, and he would go in and get players for us.
1: So he's and running quotes. We're going to enshrine
2: him in the in the Hall of Fame. Another one, one of my favorites, in 2009, X-rays at the combine showed a stress fracture in the foot of Michael Crabtree. Now he's projected as a top ten pick. And if he had surgery, he was going to knock him off for about three months, so he couldn't give the NFL 40 times. Well, he'd been at the podium to speak to the media the day before, and on his way out, I asked for a cell phone number. So when the report of the stress factor comes up, I call Crabtree on the cell phone, and he gives me the skinny on, on the injury. You know, he told me that he'd play with it for over a year. You know, I was the only member of the media to talk to Crabtree that day. The NFL Network couldn't find him. ESPN couldn't find him. Nobody could find him. So, morning news, had an exclusive. Well, we
0: love the fact you're getting exclusives for us while you're there. Do you, do you have, who, is, who is your all-time uh, Combine, we're going to ask you for your all-time Combine bust and your all con, all-time Combine hero?
2: I don't know if, if, if you, could, you could talk about a guy busting out at the Combine, but I know the expectations of Michael Sam and the media crush when he showed up for the interview room, there had that had to be one of the biggest crowds. I think he and Tebow were the biggest crowds I've ever seen for a, a single interview. And the is this is the SEC Defensive Player of the Year—and he's going to be a high draft pick. Well, it turns out he was—he uh, was a seventh round afterthought and wasn't much of a player. So, I—but I don't know if I call him a bust. Most NFL people had him as a late round pick as it was. Is,
1: is, is there some—is there somebody you saw who was just a workout marvel, who 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 did everything right, who had great speed, great strength, great jumping ability? and just wasn't a football player.
2: Mike Mimola was a good example. He, he ran himself and lifted himself into the top, in the top ten of his draft. I think he probably entered that combine being a third-round pick. And he was a good player, but he certainly didn't play to the measurables. They expected him to be Superman, and he
0: wasn't. Well, and the guy who did this last year was uh, Byron Jones. I, do, you, do you feel like the Cowboys were ready to draft Byron Jones before his performance at the combine?
2: He was on the board in that range. I, I, I don't think the combine, at his campus workout, he would have given them the same numbers as it was. Uh, Which I believe that, was, that
0: broad jump was a, a world record.
2: Not bad. Yeah, not
0: bad. Not bad, not bad at all.
2: But so, if you give it to you, you're going you're gonna to put it out there. No, I, I'd say, yeah, it probably had an impact. It probably had an impact. If you like a player, you may move him up a little bit on the board if he runs well. If you don't like a player, you may move him down. Now, if you like a player and he runs slowly, you wait till his campus workout and then project him based on what he runs at his campus. You'll you'll run him until he gives you time he likes.
0: So you're you're saying that that these organizations because this is news to me. You're saying that these organizations have what seventy five percent of the information they need on these players even before the combine.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Bottom line: when you when you scout a player, watch the tape. Can he play, or not? Right. And if you fall in love with the guy based on what he did in the combine, you better go back and look at the tape and see what kind of player he was. Yeah, he he may have been a workout wonder in Indianapolis, but you know, against against Vanderbilt, was he sacking the quarterback? Against uh, Ohio State, was he running past the corners? You know, what was he doing on the field? And in ninety eight percent of drafting, is looking at the tape, not looking at the workouts.
0: You know, you do see. I remember stories of guys over the years. They go to the combine, and, and when it comes time to to, to do the reps on the, you know, with two hundred twenty five pounds, they're doing it, you know, ten times. You know, and so it's a, it's a, and it's a defensive lineman. So you, they're shocked that that this this guy is not doing that kind of thing. But those, I guess, I would guess those kind of things are pretty rare by now. Even when a guy is that bad at it, it's something he's supposed to be good at.
2: Yeah, I remember back in the nineties, a lineman, an offensive lineman, came in from Washington State and did two reps on a bench, <laughs> <laughs> and that that, that kind of knocked the pins out of his dress. Like. I think that was
0: John John Candy playing Johnny LaRue. I think that was.
1: <laughs> that was that character.
0: Oh, two reps with two twenty five. Wow! I can think I, I could. do that. I could do. I don't refs think 225. you could. I could. Hey, if I uh, promise. goose,
1: if the top three quarterbacks or the people, the the top three quarterbacks that people think going into the draft are gone, the Cowboys do not take a quarterback in the uh, with the fourth pick in the draft. Who do you like down lower? Uh, the the B class quarterbacks. Let's go. B
2: class quarterbacks.
1: Hmm. What
2: what is the thing about like, Connor uh, Cook that that Cody, people are worried about? I, I, I think Cook, I think Cook ends up in the first round. I think there'll be four quarterbacks in the first round. Whenever a quarterbacks drafted, teams are reaching. You, you have a need, you want the player, and that they if you stack quarterbacks on your board, they wouldn't be as high as a lot of players you're going to pass over to take them. But um, in that second tier, uh, Christian Hackenberg at Penn State is interesting, but, but I personally think he's going to the Texans and he, I, he, I think he looks as like a Bill O'Brien
0: connection team. there.
2: Yeah, because he had a great first year with Bill O'Brien, and t- the next two years he went downhill. I think O'Brien thinks he can probably steal him in the second round and get him back to when he's playing that first year at Penn State. I, I like him. Cody Kessler at uh, Southern Cal would be a good get. Uh, Brandon Dowdy of Western Kentucky is interesting. Uh, Brandon Hogan stands for you like a big college kid. And the other kid that's interesting is Dak Prescott, You know, a guy that can run and throw. You know, He's the-, the Cam Newton of this draft. I'm not sure where he goes, but... I think it'll be a team that wants uh, the same type of offensive dimension that Carolina has with Newton. What
0: what is it that Connor Cook is supposed to have done that that he didn't go to the Senior Bowl? And it was supposedly some kind of personal issue, or um, I'm not I, sure I, what it was.
2: What I heard was the was the injury. I mean, if you saw if you saw him before the injury, I mean he, he was a, a, a he was a first round draft pick, a high first round draft pick. But after he missed the Ohio State game, he came back, and if you saw him throwing the ball in the in the Big Ten title game in the Cotton Bowl, the arm wasn't there. And if your arm's not there, don't go to the Senior Bowl. Yeah. And I think I think he and I I I'm not sure that uh, that he even throws here. You know why? You know you, you, when you go on campus, they script you your 50 pass workout, and you get to highlight what you do best. So I I'm not sure if uh, if if I'm kind of cooking. There's any lingering effects of the arm. I'm not sure I throw at the combine.
1: So then, why should he go? He's just going to talk to introduce interview. himself to talk to me, interview, correct?
2: Yeah, like I said, it, the, the, the stuff on the field is almost inconsequential.
1: So, getting
2: back to the medical reports,
1: all the teams get the same medical report. Is that is that is that correct?
2: Yeah, it's shared,
1: right? It's shared, but the interview process is is different. And I'm told, and I'm told, teams even aside from the official. Uh, interviews. They look to catch guys in the hall, guys er- everywhere. It's Just they, they can get some more information from them. Correct?
2: Yeah, they got like a mixed zone in a separate building that that we and the media don't have access to. And just players can show up, and you got assistant coaches and scouts. So then just talk to kids, see what the, what they think. You know, they, they did the same thing at the Senior Bowl. A lot of these teams talk to you know a lot of these players at the Senior Bowl. You know, they, they've got a lot of intel already before they ever come to the combine.
0: All right, Goose, I'm going to ask you. We know you got to go. you got to do a chat. But I want to ask you one last thing because I've been saying this to everybody we've had in. If anybody's talked anything about the NFL. What are the chances that the Cowboys, that Jerry Jones, takes an Arkansas guy to be Jason Witten's oh successor, God, he... Hunter Henry? <laughs> With the fourth overall pick? <laughs> no, no, not that big. Not that big. No. Will he make it to the second round?
2: Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they take the running back on Arkansas.
1: Yeah. I Alex think they,
2: uh, if, as long as Gavin Escobar is on the roster, I don't think they can take another tight end <laughs> yeah. and, because,
1: because his, his potential hard is hard so Escobar. great. Right? Yeah.
2: You're sure. <laughs> if you're going to go with a hog, I'd probably go with the running back. Yeah, well, uh, but, well, Alex I,
1: I know you're in a hurry, but let me ask you this: If the Cowboys do not take a quarterback with the fourth pick, who do you like? Who do
2: you like there? The best pass rusher on the board, and I wouldn't be adverse to having taking another pass rusher in the second round. I mean, if you watch the Broncos, you win Super Bowls with quarterbacking and pass rush. And if not, I don't have a pass rush. With Gregory gone, I, I, they're, they're still 12 to 15 sacks away from being a Super Bowl contender. they got to find that this year. Is,
0: oh. If that's Noah Spence, do you take him with that baggage?
2: Wow. Um, after Gregory, after Hardy, I don't think they can take Spence. I'm sure they'll have looked at Joey Bosa uh, through and through. But, but Spence may be the best pass rusher on the board. But, again, after Hardy and Gurgi, I'm not sure they can go that route.
1: I don't think they can either. Goose, this was delightful to have you here with us.
2: Oh, always my pleasure,
0: guys. We'd love to have you back sometime uh, when you work your way in and, uh, and have a good time at the Combine. Um, I don't know what your favorite place to eat in Indy oh, is. Tell
1: us, Goose. It's the same as everybody's, isn't it?
0: St. Elmo's. St. Elmo's. There you go. a baby. Goose Goslin, everybody. Thanks for coming in, man. We'll check you later. Okay, guys. Thanks, care. Goose. There's there goes Rick Goslin, uh, one of the all-time greats, an NFL Hall of Famer. Uh, certainly, been to all the. He, he could tell us a million stories from the combine. I'm sure he's been as he's been to 25. It's of It's always
1: them. remarkable to me whose memory is is just a jumble that that he can remember years, names, dates. Yeah, I can't do. Any he, of that. I can't. I can't do any of that. I, I, you know,
0: I'm doing well to remember my children's birthdays. I, 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 Do you know how many children you
1: have? The,
0: I, I, four, point? as far okay. as I know. Yeah, four as far. Four as, as far.
1: As, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna play this clip for your wife. Four, as far as I know. I think she'd say the I, same I, thing. I, I think she, I think she'd be very interested in <laughs> hearing that. She'd say the that.
0: same thing. Here's a, the interesting thing to me that, that Goose just talked about though. When when he said you know and he he first thing he said was. They should take the best pass rusher on the board, and which is why I brought up Noah Spence's name. Correct. He is the best oh, pass rusher the, on the board. Tell
1: us, the, tell us about his baggage. And he's
0: got some baggage there. He started out at Ohio State. He was a five-star recruit. He was uh, supposedly, I guess, was Urban Meyer's first five-star recruit at Ohio State, and he was every bit of that. He was a great player. Got involved with ecstasy, uh, the designer drug, while he was there. Failed multiple tests until finally uh, not only did Urban Meyer you know, kick him off the team, the Big Ten kicked him out of the league. Uh, he couldn't even go to another Big uh, Ten team. And at that point, he ended up at Eastern Kentucky. He's a very good player at Eastern Kentucky and supposedly had gone through some rehab and everything was going well. And then last spring, got busted for uh, uh, you know uh, public intoxication. So
1: surely the Cowboys cannot take him.
0: Surely. I would never say that. I would say they, 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 they can't and they shouldn't. Uh, because as I, as I wrote today, that was the whole point of my column, you got the fourth pick of the draft, don't take any chances. Take the very best guy you can take, the, the surest bet, you can take that, but there it's, are
1: no. We just heard from Goose. There are no sure bets. I don't know. It's not
0: a sure bet. It's just a surest bet you can take. You don't want to be able to look back and say you don't want anybody looking back and saying I told you so. This guy had a history and you took him anyway. Well, why would you do that? You know, it, you know, and Noah Spence may work out just great. He may be an unbelievable player, but you don't have to take him with a fourth pick. He's not going to go that high. It's just, it, we always talk about the Greg Ellis, Randy Moss thing, right? Right. Where the the Cowboys took Greg Ellis at eight instead of taking Randy Moss. And so everybody forgets the fact that, where did Randy Moss go? He didn't go 9. He didn't go 9. He didn't go 10. He didn't go where 10. Where did he go? He went 21. 21. He fell that far. And if you look at the guys that got taken before him, that's that's a very poor draft. You know, at, the, at the top of that draft, you had Peyton Manning at 1, and then you had Charles Woodson at 3. And Randy Moss is right there with both of those guys.
1: Goose, too. Do you know?
0: I can't remember who, who he was. <laughs> Goose would know. Yeah, he would. But, that, but the point is, is that... A guy like that, a guy like Noah Spence, is going to fall. And if let's just say this, if the, and I don't think the Cowboys should take him, but let's say this, if at four you don't have a player there that you really believe in, if you don't think Jalen Ramsey – you know, if I'm the Cowboys, I know this is what John Machoda has said, and if and if they don't want to take that quarterback, if they don't believe in one of those quarterbacks, I think they should take Jalen Ramsey. Now, he looks to me like the surest bet in this draft.
1: But he, he's not a pass rusher.
0: He's not a pass rusher, but he's a great defensive back. You know, and and you know what? The Cowboys could do a lot worse than loading up on defensive backs. Look, what, look at the difference that Earl Thomas has made in Seattle with that secondary. There's Some people who believe that, that there have been a couple of years where he might have been the defensive player of the year in effect. So I believe that's probably what they should do. But if you don't believe in that, if you don't believe in this fourth pick, that you don't see a guy there that you think this is the real deal, then you know what, I, I hate to say this because I know fans are going to go crazy, you trade down then. Oh. Trade down to, to 8, 9, 10, and pick yourself up uh, uh, another draft pick, another second se- or third round. It never rounder.
1: seems to work out.
0: I don't know. I'd have to go back and look to see if it, if it works out. And I think it has worked out in the past sometimes. But, look, you don't want to make a, a pick at four that you feel like, w- we, you know, we're just kind of really making this pick. You know, as, as I said before, there's a difference between making a safe pick and, a, and, a, and the surest pick you can make. I'm not saying that you just take a guy. I think that Greg Ellis was the safe pick when the Cowboys took him. Uh, was Ryan Leaf sure. the
1: second pick right behind Ryan Manning? Leaf?
0: Why why would, why, didn't, why didn't I know that? That's that's correct. I should have known that, yeah. Peyton Manning then Ryan Leaf and then Charles Woodson.
1: And then Charles Woodson. So that's that's like taking Sam Bowie ahead of Michael Jordan. It? Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, it was. Sh- Showing our we could we
0: could we can remember back to- Bowie is what it was. It's David Bowie and Sam it, Bowie. It,
1: okay, we yeah. could re- I could remember back to 1980 Three or forty-five, yeah, yeah. but but I, I can't remember yesterday.
0: Well, that's like that stuff you remember from your childhood, you know, right? Yeah, yeah. So I'm still in my childhood. Yeah, my you started your second childhood. Uh, so I, I think this is interesting. What, what I thought the most interesting thing that Goose brought up was the fact that these teams already have their their minds made up pretty much. They got their boards made up.
1: Well, you know, I I spent time with some agents uh, last week and and a play a TCU defensive back, uh, Derek Kindred, who's. He's on the cusp, it's a, a nice story you you he, had in sunny Spade. He may he may get drafted. He may not get drafted. He's, they're very uh, high on his uh, forty time. They think his forty time will determine if he does or does not get drafted. Goes the fifth round, sixth round, seventh round, or is a free agent. But but the, I, now I can't even remember what my point. was. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. But they, they but but they said they said but they're big on that. But they also said it's very very important. And they're tutored for this, and they and they, they actually go to clinics for this. Uh, the interview process is extremely important, and uh, you, you know, and they said coaches and and scouts and GMS will come over and they'll hit kids with all kinds of questions in the formal interview and the informal. I think they can ask they can, they can get thirty players uh, formally, and then they but they make sure to talk to three hundred players. Is that right?
0: 300. That's a lot.
1: There's 330. I think there's th- uh, 330 in, in, invitees.
0: Of course, you know, and you and I know, we interview people for a living, right?
1: Sometimes. Yeah.
0: And and how many times do you come away from an interview thinking, I got what I needed from that person, I feel like I know who that person is now, and how many times do you say, ugh,
1: Yeah, but, but when you interview somebody, and I know you because you're a pretty good reporter- you know a lot of the answers to the questions before you ask, them. like now. being a lawyer, right? Yeah, it's, but you know the question, and you talk to other people about them, which is probably just as important, right. as talking to that person. Right,
0: you got to know what to what to ask these guys. There's no question about that. But I'll give you an example. Last year, they talked to Randy Gregory at the draft, right? So did 31 other teams. They did, and uh, and one of the things that came up was the fact that Randy had failed the drug test at the combine, correct? A- and it also had reportedly failed a couple of drug tests. At Nebraska, correct, uh, pretty much as as we understand it, always for marijuana. Uh, he's a he's a very bright kid, a good kid, comes from a good family. Uh, I think the feeling is is that he kind of self medicates himself. It's not like he just wants to get high all the time. It's like he has some anxiety issues, and this is how he chooses to medicate himself is with this marijuana. Uh, and he gave them, he gave them all the right answers, and they and they and they they were very high on him for lack of a better <laughs> oh. word, uh, and they took him in the second round. And as I noted today. I don't believe that that was necessarily a bad pick. It's the bottom of the second round, uh, and this is not a bad kid, but a kid who's and – and, of course, now he's tested as a pro. How many times? Well, four times altogether, counting the combine. Right. And three times as a pro. To get, to get uh, suspended for four games, you had to flunk three tests.
1: So it's about once a month or – well, whatever,
0: whatever it is, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. You could think in a year's time, you could be tested. Well, what does it tell you? Not, did he, did he not
1: time. learn from his draft experience? No, he didn't. So that, what does that tell you? Well, I think him?
0: it tells you what his anxiety level is. Probably, uh, I, I just think that he, I think he's got some uh, some emotional issues. There are perhaps. probably
1: thirty-one other teams laughing at the Cowboys right now.
0: Could be, but you know, uh, would you, let's go back and look at the draft in the second at the bottom of the second round. What players are people I getting? I, I will say this. What they should have gotten in that draft last year was a running back. Did they get a running back in that draft? No, no, they did not. Did they
1: get a backup quarterback in that draft? And
0: they, no, they did not. And and so th- those were those were things they could have done. They, had they, you know, then they, there were certainly running backs available in the second round because there were running backs. Uh, the, the Buffalo Bills got one in the fifth round who was very uh, productive for the Bills this year. So certainly they could have done that. Uh, I, I don't I don't rule that out. But I also the fact that they didn't draft a, a running back at all. Tells you, what makes you think they're going to draft one in the second round?
1: Uh, I don't know. Uh, but maybe they could have drafted an offensive lineman. Well, they or did, they, but they drafted one who didn't play, in the Chaz third, Green. In the third round. Right? I, I believe he was the third round. Yes, he was. But that team needed help. There was the that, that team needed help. At, sure it at, does. At, I'll tell you this. So whatever he tells you. They they can use help this year at any position. They could have used help at any position last year. And so now you have a Randy Gregory and the offensive tackle who who have been not not helpful, Chaz green no no
0: anyone were were productive at all, uh but I will say this as as we know uh you know, they drafted a, a defensive end the year before, and that that defensive end uh was not productive but right? he,
1: DeMar- you're talking about Demarcus, DeMarcus Lawrence.
0: Lawrence, and then this last year he was, and so the the fi- general feeling is that defensive ends need about a year to really get going, and in in the uh, in randy's defense, he was out you know, for several games this year
1: with a bad ankle. You're not You're going to sit here and defend. Are you, are you sitting here and defending Randy Gregory?
0: A little bit. I'm just saying a little bit. You can't – the guy was hurt. He, he, he played that first game and was very productive. He wasn't any good after that. Was, was he not any good after that because all of a sudden he just couldn't play? Or, or was, there, was there a lingering well, there's issue with a the, difference
1: in the There's a difference in the college game and the NFL game. Well,
0: well no, but I'm saying the first it was, game he played in. Yeah. and He played very he well. Played
1: very, and it was all downhill from there. It
0: was. So I, I have to believe that the ankle was part of the problem, and I had to believe that perhaps there were some um, emotional issues uh, on, the, on the side. So uh, we'll see what, what develops with him. Uh, Brian is whining yawning. He's yawning. Whining. Our producer is yawning. Brian Ellis, our, our fine producer, is telling us to stop talking. Uh, actually, I think he said to shut up that this stuff is mindless. Because he can't wait to talk to Evan Grant. Yes. Evan's
1: his little pet here, we, and we're going to have Evan on the next podcast. So we have, from, we
0: uh, have Donnie Nelson guys. on one of our podcasts this week, who, who speaks about the Mavericks, uh, the Mavericks and, the, and the building of rosters and the addition of David Lee. We had Rick Goose-Goslin talking about the Combine, and we're going to have our old pal Evan Grant, the third member of Ballsy, on to speak about the Rangers in spring training.